we're going to be in Luke 15. Uh, we're going to be talking about the prodigal son. Luke 15, beginning in verse 11. And I'm going to tell a story about two sons. Two sons, a, uh, an older son and a younger son, and a daddy. So two sons, an older son and a younger son, and then there's a daddy that's in the story here. Now, the older son was this guy who always did what was right. And the younger son was a kid uh, that always did what was wrong. I don't know if any of you have a sibling that always did what was wrong. Could you point to him right now? Do you got a, you got a sibling? All right, yeah, point to him right there. Lots of fingers being pointed in the Porter family uh, back and forth. But, um, but yeah, the older brother thought that he was really good, and the younger brother did whatever he wanted. So let me tell you a story here real quick. Jesus was talking to a bunch of people, and he began to tell them a story, and he said, there once was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Daddy, give me the share of property that is coming to me. So he goes to his dad and he says, Dad, I want my money. And he's basically saying something very mean to his daddy. He's saying, Dad, I really wish you weren't around anymore. Just give me the money that you were planning on giving me after you go away. And the problem was this younger son was not sorry at all. He did not care. He didn't care about his daddy at all. He just wanted money from his daddy so that he could go do crazy things. So what does the daddy do? It says this, and he, the daddy, divided his property between them, meaning he sold some property in order to give money to his son when he asked for it. That's kind of crazy, right? Verse 13 says, not too long later, the younger son got all of his stuff together and he went on a long journey into a faraway country. And there he wasted the money that his daddy gave him by doing crazy crazy things. He just spent money on all kinds of things. And I, I don't know what kinds of things he was wasting money on, but I'm, I'm not sure. It could have been like maybe some Pokemon cards, uh, something like that, and maybe some video games. I don't know. He was getting crazy. Uh, maybe he paid a girl to be his girlfriend or something like that. Um, for, that was for the parents. But, um, uh, but, then, but then possibly... Maybe he wasted money by getting a hot chai tea latte every single day. Every day. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's pretty concerning. But possibly, maybe what he did was, is he really loved his grass and he wasted money by buying fertilizer, and he like watered the grass like incessantly. So like in the middle of summer, like his wife was like, "What are you doing watering all the grass all the time? Like this is costing too much money." And he was like, "Who cares? You know, I love this grass." And she was like, I "Wish you loved me that much." I don't know if that happened or not. It's just a hypothetical situation, but perhaps that took place. And so he goes and he wastes money. So what happens? It says in verse 14, and when he, the younger brother, had spent everything. He spent all of his daddy's money that he, that he had been given. A severe famine arose in that country. Now, a famine would be like a financial crisis, like a financial crash, kids, like we had back in 2008. Like, I don't know if you remember that or not, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, the, the stock market crashed, uh, the housing bubble burst, all those things 
Very important for you to understand that. So it's like, it's like that. So a, a famine came. He began to be in, in need. Verse 15 says, So he went and he got a job with one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the field to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. This guy, the younger brother, was so hungry that he was ready to eat pig food. Now, kids, would you eat pig food? Would you? Come on. You would eat pig food if you're that hungry. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. All right. All right. Fine. All right. Anyway, so he decides, I, I want to eat some pig food. So verse 17 says this. It says, but when he came to his senses, he said, he said, how many of my father's workers have more than enough bread to eat? But I'm dying of hunger here. So he says to himself, he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to my daddy. And I'm going to say to him, dad, I have sinned against heaven and before you. He re rehearses this story. He says, okay, I'm going to walk up to my dad. He's going to be really angry. He's going to be really mad. He's not going to want me back. And so I'm just going to say, daddy, can I just come work for you so that I can have some food? So he's telling, him this, he's telling himself this story. He's getting, he's getting all worked up. And he says, all right, I'm no longer worthy to be called your sons. I just want you to treat me like I'm just a hired servant, like I'm just a worker. So... He gets up, verse 20, and he decides to travel back to his dad. And he goes back to his dad. And all the while, he's thinking, dad's going to be so mad at me. I took his money. I bought a girlfriend. I got some hot chai tea lattes. I made this incredible grass, and I just wasted it. And he thinks daddy's going to be really, really angry with him. What's daddy going to do? Is his dad going to be happy, or is he going to be angry? Angry? <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Okay. Anybody else any suggestions? Is he going to be happy or angry? Happy, angry. Happy, angry. I feel like that right now. All right? Um, yeah. So he gets up. I'm going to tell you the story. So listen. He gets up and he goes to his daddy. But while he's still a long way off, his, his daddy sees him. And it says he felt bad for him, and he runs, and he gives him a huge hug, and he kisses him. Now, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? His daddy, can he's sitting on a hill, and he's looking down the valley, and he can see his son, his long-lost son, that took his money and was mean to him and said, Dad, I don't care if you're alive anymore. I just want uh, money from you. And he sees his son, and he's so happy to see his son that he runs, and he gives him a huge hug, and he kisses him. And so here's what we need to know from this. God is just like the daddy in this story. He is not waiting for us to say sorry before he loves us. He loves us even before we say sorry. God is always, always loving us, no matter if we've said sorry or not. And so, what happens? Finally, the dad talks, and it says this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The son, the son keeps talking. Verse 21, and the son, the younger son, says to him, Daddy, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be, your, uh, to be called your son. But the, the dad, like, interrupts him, like, immediately, and he says, he says, nonsense, 
bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And bring the, the ring and put it on his hand. And put shoes on his feet. And bring, and bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat. Let's throw a party. For my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. And they began to throw this amazing party. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this story, I start thinking to myself, I start thinking, now, what kind of robe would this have been? I can't even imagine what it have ba- looked Pastor like. Pastor Matt, I, I actually know what the robe would look like. Hey, I thought we've talked about this. You're not. Well, I, I did some research, okay? You did, I, you did research? Okay. Look, let me show you. Kids are visual are learners. You, are you okay? serious? They're visual learners. And so I looked up what the robe would look I, like. You're breaking I, my flow. I got, I, like, I, 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 I got into the preacher flow. It stopped now. I understand. But the kids need to see. You're, they're right. getting bored. Okay. This is Brandon so, Haverland, the children's director. All right. All right. I, I went on. I went. I did some research. You okay? did some research. I found an exact replica, and it was available on Amazon Prime. Two Are days you shipping. serious? How did yeah. you find that out? It's, it's right here. It, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm game. I'm here game. Really? Really? This is, this is exactly what it looked That's like. The, are, are you sure about this? That's right. Yeah. The, and like I said, you're the kids sure were, that was the road. This is this is it. I did a lot of checking. So you, the kids would I think the kids would really benefit from knowing what it would look like on Brandon. So if you could just, are you serious right now? Just put your arm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Fine. Fine. It uh, has a hood, too. OK. OK. okay. There you go. Do you, t- do you tie something like this? Is that? That's exactly right. I did a lot of checking. So, so the dad, I mean, he's, the daddy is so nice. The daddy, this is so Instagram worthy, isn't it? All right, all right. So, so the daddy is so nice that he like runs out and he says, bring the best robe. And then he's like, and so he's got this robe on, which apparently looked just like this. It had unicorns and rainbows on it. It was amazing. And then he says, you know what? Bring the ring as well. Like, he's not just giving him a robe. He's giving him a ring. And again, I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, what would that ring have looked like? Pa- Can Pastor you imagine? Matt. Pastor Matt, I actually I did a little research on the ring, too. <laughs> so they couldn't find an exact replica, but they've done a 3D replica. It's, it's wrapped and encased. I had it sent. This is exactly what the ring it? would have looked like at that this, time. So this is like the exact yes. well, ring. Well, that's what they used to wrap it. It that's says ring said. pop on no, it. That's, it. Just open it up. It says. But the kids okay. are visual learners, Matt. Put the, it. Put the it prodigal out. collection? Yes, it's the okay. prodigal collection. All right. All right. So this is an exact replica. Okay. So this is what this ring might have looked like. I don't know, kids. So he's got a giant ring on the very tip of his finger. Uh, maybe it's a pinky ring. I have, I, this is the part of the skit that we didn't work out. Did, I did not try on the ring. So we have ring pops for you after the service, kids. So be, be good. Be good. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, so he brings out a robe and then he puts a ring on his hand. And then I don't know if you can believe this or not. But he also got him some shoes. I got shoes too. Right, right. <laughs> Brandon. You, you get them on over your boots? Can, Brandon, I, 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 these cannot be an exact replica. That's what they wore. That's what they wore in this that day. This is what they wore. Looked into it. Okay. All right. Well, we're not doing this. This, 
This bit is getting old. Uh, okay, all right. And you would not believe how hot fleece is under the lights. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. So, what's that? Yeah, okay. I got to try to finish the sermon here. Okay. His daddy brings an amazing, <laughs> an amazing robe, an amazing ring, amazing shoes. It was very cool. They uh, have this amazing party, and everybody is celebrating, and everybody is happy. I mean, there's like music playing. They kill the fattened calf, and I don't know if you about, know about grades of meat, but like there's the select grade, and then there's like prime, and then there's choice. So like when you like kill a fattened calf, like there's some amazing marbling in that meat, kids. And like, I mean, there's like tri-tip and flank steak and uh, skirt steak and prime rib and all that. So that's what they're eating right now. It's an amazing party. But what's the older brother doing? What's the older brother doing? What? He's pouting. Oh my gosh, you, you might know the story. Maybe you're a pastor's kid and you've been read this before. Quiet. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Okay. All right. It says this in verse 25. Now the older son, the brother that thought that he always did what was right, was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called to one of the servants. He said, hey, come here. He said, what do these things mean? What's going on here? And he said to him, your brother has come home and your father has killed the fattened calf because he's received him back safe and sound. But the older brother was angry and he refused to go in. Uh, and he refused to go in. His father came out and pleaded with him. So he's outside, he's pouting, he's like, why is this happening? His daddy comes out and says, come on, come into the party. Come in, come celebrate your brother. And he, uh, but he answered his father, it says, he says, look, dad, all these years, I've served you. I never have done anything wrong. And yet you never threw a party for me so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes home, who's devoured your property with... Uh, all kinds of things. You killed the fattened calf for him. Now, what's the problem? What's the problem? Why can't the older brother be happy for the younger brother being home? Why can't he celebrate? And the daddy says to him, he says, Son, you're always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Now listen up real quick. A lot of people believe that this story is about a good son and a bad son. They think, they, they think here's this, uh, this bad son and really what he needs to do is he needs to come home. He needs to say sorry to his daddy and then he needs to fix himself up so that he's more like his older brother. He needs to be a good kid and then everything will be fine. But it's really a story not just about one bad son and one good son. It's really a story about two bad sons. It's a story about two ways to be lost from God. Two ways to be lost from the daddy, from the father. One way to be lost, one way to be bad is obviously by doing bad things, but another way is to be lost by doing good things. 
So there's a way that you can actually stay away from God even by doing good things. Like you can say this. You can say, just like this older brother did, you can say, God, I did all of these things for you. I always did what was right. And I expect you to serve me. I expect you to give me what I want. And here's the problem with that, is that that older brother is just as lost, he's just as wrong as the younger brother. And really the story is about the older brother. The younger brother thinks that doing anything he wants will make him happy. The older brother thinks that doing good things will make him happy because of the things that he will get from his dad. And a lot of times that's how we think about God. A lot of times that's how we think about God. God, if I just go to church a little bit, if I just change my life in this area, if I stop doing this and if I start doing that, then God, you owe me. And this is why many of us get upset when God doesn't give us what we think we deserve. We get upset because God doesn't provide for us in the way that we think he should have provided because he owes us something because we've done something right. But this story is showing us something. It's showing us something that the heart of this older brother was in the wrong place. The heart of this older brother just wanted to get the things of God. He didn't care about God. He just wanted to get the things of the Father. He didn't care about the Father. And that's where many of us are today. We just want to get the things of God. And so, what is the Father saying to the younger son? He's saying to the younger son, you can't say sorry enough for me to love you. I already do. You cannot be sorry enough. You can't come to church and say, okay, I'm going to clean things up now. I'm going to be different. I'm going to change my life. You cannot be sorry enough to make God love you because here's the problem. God already loves you. He can't love you any more than he already has. And then here for the older brother, what's the father saying to the older son? You can't be good enough for me to love you. I want you to love me because of what I've done for you, not what you have done for me. It's the motivation behind his love that matters. See, the, the younger son, the little brother, and the big brother are both equally lost. There's a lot of older brothers in this room who think that they've cleaned themselves up enough and they're not serving the Father because they love him. They're serving the Father because of what they think they're going to get from him. And there's a lot of younger brothers in this room a lot of people that have done a lot of bad things and they can't let themselves off the hook and all they want to do is grovel with the father and say, get, I just want to be your hired servant. I'll serve you like a slave if you just give me a little bit to eat. And the father is saying to you, nonsense. We will celebrate. We will celebrate your repentance. Here's the thing. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In the midst of our sins, Christ died for us. God already knew that you would be so sinful that he would have to go to the cross for you. And yet he did it willingly and he did it lovingly because he loves you. Jesus went to the cross in order to save you, not just from the bad things that you do, but also to save you from the good things that you think are going to save you. But here's, here's an addition here. Why do we do good things then? Why would we ever obey our parents, our mom and dad? Why would we ever do what's right? We do it 
not for the motivation of what we do for God. We do it uh, for the, or what we get from God, but we do it for the motivation because of what he has done for us. When our lives are motivated, directed, when our love for God comes up because of how much he loves us, that's when we are properly motivated to love Jesus and to serve him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. And this morning we ask that you would allow us, Lord, to think heavily about this, to think uh, passionately about you, Lord, to uh, look into our lives and try to determine, are we serving you out of a desire to love you, or are we serving you because of what we get from you? Are we doing whatever we want and not really living in repentance for the way that we have lived or the way that we continue to live. Lord, I pray that you would bring about a sense of understanding of how, how we have sinned against you and other people in our lives. And Lord, that we would come to you in repentance. Lord, those of us who are older brothers and those of us who are younger here, Lord, I pray that all of us would come to repentance and to seek uh, your forgiveness through the cross that comes freely as you showed us your great love. It's in your name we pray, amen.